Welcome to episode 71 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. We are live with episode 71 of Iron Man Talk, and today there is no Bevan the Mully, James Isles. It's John and Emily, the power cookie girl, Miazga. So how are you, Em? I'm really well, John. How are you today? I'm sensational. I'm just stressing a little bit to make sure I get all this technology right. So for you guys out there, the show will be coming out, uh, well, you'll find this out when you've downloaded it. It'll be about a day late. Uh, because Bevan's got to do a few little touch-up things before we put it up online. Oh, the touch-up man. The touch-up man, but we're going to see how we go. Hopefully the yeah. sound quality's okay. I'm just sort of winging it a little bit. Mm. The show will probably be a bit shorter. We're just going to whiz through a few things, a little bit of news. Uh, we're not going to talk about the hot topic. We'll save that over for next week. I have got an age group over the week. I've got a random high-five of the week, but the main topic this week will be talking to Em about a few nutrition questions we've had in, sent in from the listeners. And that's about it for this week's show, and then we'll be back to normal next week. But we are proudly presented by Coffees of Hawaii, coffeeshawaii.com, and Em is sitting here chugging down a a Kona Big Ring blend. How is it? It's beautiful, John. I must say it's the best coffee I've had today. Very good. Yeah, it's good. And we're still waiting on those beans to arrive from Albert, which we're going to roast Mm. live on the show in a couple of weeks' time. (gasps) Oh, I want to be there for that. That sounds like fun. We can get you in for that. (laughs) The the cracks slowly start to open as it roasts. We talked about that last week. Uh, We're also brought to you by trybuys.com, your leading online shop that's going to be opening soon, and athlinks.com, the online community for triathletes, which we'll be talking about later. So a few items of news this week. Uh, Iron Man China... It's been sort of teetering on the brink for a few years. Uh, they tried to set the race up a couple of years ago, and it sort of fell through. It uh, looks like it's going to happen now. If you go to um, Ironman.com, you can see what the plan is. Uh, should be a pretty cool race, actually. It's going to be based down in the Henan area, so about an hour, uh, an hour drive or an hour flight out of Hong Kong. They're redeveloping the area, going to make a nice beach. Uh, so should be should be quite a cool race. It'll be interesting to see how many Kona slots they have there, if any, and mm. also to see what the organisation will be like. It's a, you know having tra- travelled to China once or twice, it is a bit of a tricky place to get round. Um, but I think the, the the Southeast Asian athletes are really support it, and uh, I'm not quite sure what time of year. Oh no, there we go. It's mm. on the 20th of May. 2008. That's so, April, mate. Yep, that's April. They're using the American dates there. And uh, yeah, we will see how it goes. And uh, yeah, so check out ironman.com for that. Other bits and pieces in the news this week uh, the 70.3 series continues to grow, uh, which is really successful. And obviously, it's improving the quality of the races for the, for the pros, more prize money. And uh, hopefully, they'll maybe set up some sort of point structure in the coming years. But Pusan or Pukon uh, has been added. We got that pronunciation wrong last time. And one other bit of news, Challenge Wanaka. Uh, a few people got stressed out early in the week. The website went down. They weren't accepting any entries. And there's been a bit of a change there. Uh, the race director from this year, Matt Tuck, um, has essentially handed over the race to the guys over in Germany. Uh, and it's going to be run by them. It's, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think the main re- reason behind it, a lot of people have been speculating, but I think it really just comes down to money. It cost Matt Tuck a huge amount of money to put the race on last year, and it didn't really look like he was going to be able to front up with that the, the next time around. So 
it's a bit sad for him, um, but the, the good news is the race will go on and the Challenge Series is expanding and we know what a fantastic job the guys in Rote do, so I'm pretty confident they'll put on a really good show and, uh, and long may the, the race continue. So I know a lot of people have entered and uh, it should be a good race. We'll be down there watching. You'd be down there watching a bit of Challenge Wanaka race in January? Actually, I could, could do possibly it. down there. No, I don't think I could do it because that's going to interfere with my coast-to-coast uh, preparation. Yes. But see, we do go down to Wanaka for a bit of training around that time, so I could probably tie nice. it in quite nicely. Very nice. 20th yeah. of January in New Zealand. And, uh, yeah, it's a really good race. Obviously, I really enjoyed it last year. And uh, great course, fair course, and uh, good party, and the whole town gets behind it. Yeah. Uh, not very much too much on the results front. We are recording the show a little bit early, so next week we'll be reporting in on all the races we talked about last week uh, with regards to most of the, the uh, non-WTC races such as Norseman uh, and uh, quite a few other races around sort of Scandinavia and Europe. Um, one result that was up, Craig Alexander continued his domination of the 70.3 races, uh, took out the race in... Newfoundland in Canada, uh, 4.58.26 from Richie Cunningham. Do you remember Richie Cunningham? From of course I Happy remember Days. Richie Cunningham. He's, he's taking up triathlon. He's taking up triathlon. What a stud. But it was a pretty close race. Uh, Crowey took it out from Richie Cunningham uh, he, by about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Marcel Viff, uh, Viffen was in third in 4.03 and Leon Griffin in fourth in 4.04. On the girls' side, um, Aussie Melissa, Melissa Ashton took it out pretty easily, 4.32. With Magali Tissery. Nice, thank you. Mm. <laughs> 4.39 and Nicole Gimbal. There we go. 4.51. <laughs> See, Bevan and I can't get any of these pronunciations right, but Em's well, here to save the day. Well, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Exactly. We pay you the big bucks. That's right. That's really about all the news I've pulled up. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a slightly abbreviated show this week. Just remember, we've still got the hot topic of the week uh, happening, and we'll report back on that next week. There's have been a few postings up there. But really, what we're after this week was some tips for athletes who have got families and ideas to sort of work in with the family in terms oh, of training. That's special. Yeah, it is special. We, we share the love around here, as Bevan would say. <laughs> what does he say? We're, we're lovers, not fighters. Oh, Bevan. So, so oh. keep those tips going up there, and we'll uh, report in on those next week. Right, I'm going to see if I can insert a little bit of music here for our age group of the week. Looks like I've got the hang of this. Don't need Bevan anymore, do we? We don't need Bevan. Take over. You're an expert, John. I'm so impressed. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, the other thing you've got to do when we do the show is Bevan and I announce each each uh, section of each topic together. So on oh. count of three, we've got to read this <clears throat> out. One, two, three. Age, Age grouper, grouper of the, of the week. week. Oh, there we go. This is great. So, <laughs> this week I thought I'm going to back it up a few weeks' time and I'm going to go back to the world long distance champs over in uh, Lorient in France. Ooh. And I'm going to pick out an age grouper who's actually in the AWAD division. So AWAD is A-W-A-D. What's that? Athlete with a disability. Oh. Okay, so uh, it was world championship and obviously the guys were crowned. It was the, the French fellow um, lawyer, I can't remember his first name, and I think it was Leander Caver took out the race overall. But there was uh, the AWAD race and it was pretty much dominated by the Frenchies. And in first place in the AWAD we had Emmanuel Lacroix and he swam mm-hmm. 53 minutes. He biked, which on the bike he would have uh, done the hand cycle, uh, 2.06, so that's 80 k's, 2.06, that's pretty solid, averaging yeah. nearly 40 k an hour. That's awesome. And then a run of 1.23, and in the run they go in the wheelchair. So okay. 
He had a victory there, did 428-42, victory by 20 minutes. So he's now the world AWOD champion, which I thought was fantastic. And uh, yeah, That's just impressive. give those guys a bit of credit. Uh, we know they battle, really battle when they go to Kona. So perhaps races like this that are, that are not quite so testing, uh, they're able to get through really well. And mm. uh, great effort, and hopefully we can encourage. So it wasn't a big field, but hopefully we can encourage more people to, to turn up and uh, take up sport. So at the end we go, Emmanuel Lacroix, you are our age, age grouper of the, of the week. week. Mate, you're, you're incredible. <laughs> right, what do we got rolling up next? Okay, this is part I wasn't looking forward to because Bevan gets his little mallet flopping around when he does this. Oh. He goes, one, two, three, four, high five. There we go. Are okay. you serious? Yeah, he does, so he not... does. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, earlier this week I was on a course that was uh, on emotional intelligence. So now I am emotionally intelligent. <laughs> what the hell? I'm, see, I'm reading all these emotions going through <laughs> your face. So I'm not actually going to talk about that, but there was just some random things that came up when I went through this course that I thought I would uh, just think, just nice reinforcements uh, of things that perhaps I already knew, and uh, but I'd just like to share with you guys. So th- tip number one is make sure you get out of bed at the same time every day of the week. Really? It stuffs up with your internal uh, clock and so on. You start getting up at different times. So get up the same time every week. Don't go for those Saturday, Sunday morning sleep-ins. Get up the same time every day and then have them maybe have a nap during the day. You're shaking your head and you don't like that uh, one. No, I do like it, but it just <laughs> it, it just sort of gets me. In. And I know, John, that you're so good about getting up early in the morning and training. He practices what he preaches, exactly. I know. And he's always getting on to me because I suck at getting up in the mornings. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as you get up at the same time every day and go to bed at roughly the same time okay. every day, that'll help you sleeping a lot. And then obviously that'll transform into hopefully better training performances and then better racing performances. Cool. Tip number three, uh, two, jeez, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Oh. You might have some ideas on this. Eat more foods with omega-3s and other fish oils. Now, the guy who was taking this course said there's a direct relationship between violent crime and and omega-3 intake. (laughs) He says in a lot of the Asian countries where they have a lot more fish products, the violent crime is a lot lower. Mm. Countries like New Zealand, I think he said the the average intake for New Zealand is like 15 milligrams a day, so it's basically Mm. next to nothing. Uh, And Asian countries are up around 1,000 milligrams. So I've been been pumping in the the fish this week, so I'm not going to be violent on the show today. Oh, good, I don't have to worry about you slapping me. No, we're not going to slap you around. (laughs) But I mean, uh, is this something you encourage athletes to... Or do, yeah. do you see New Zealanders especially as, as having a pretty low omega-3 intake? Yeah, I think uh, sort of in the Western culture in general, people probably don't eat enough of the of the healthy fats and, and probably get mm. too much into the bad fats. And, you know, especially here in New Zealand, we're really big on the fish and chips. Mm. And fish and chips is not fish the healthy omega-3. Fresh on chops. <laughs> it's not the healthy omega-3 fats that we're talking about no. here. We're talking like salmon and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that it's interesting that they did that study in, in Asia because maybe um, the, the violent crime being so low there might have something to do with the fact that if they do commit a violent crime, they get punished very, very severely. It's another topic for another day. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, you should eat more omega-3s for sure, but yeah, yeah, it's part of a good diet in general. Tip number three that sort of came up, um, just always trying to be a bit more positive. It's pretty infectious, you know, if if you're having a chat to somebody and you sort of say, how's your day going? And they go, oh yeah, not too bad, blah, blah, blah. It sort of brings you down straight yeah. away. And if you always respond with, you know, how's your day going? Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's good, you know, life's pretty good, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Rabbiting on, it is pretty infectious. If you're positive, it'll rub off on somebody else and it's a bit of a snowball effect. So I think the, the guy who was taking the course and his book he had, uh, he said, try for one week when somebody asks you how your day is, say, 
Life is fantastic. I'm really enjoying my work. Family's brilliant. Love and training, getting outside every day, and just try that for a week and see what sort of an impact it has on you. Sounds a bit mm-hmm. cheesy and a bit corny, but uh, especially yeah. if you're somebody who maybe is a bit pessimistic and, and sort of down the dumps every now and just try maybe always answering the phone with a smile and maybe just trying being a bit more positive and see what sort of effect that has on you and also the people around you. Bit cheesy, I know, but hey, give it a try. It's worth it. Uh, another one that I, that came up really well for me is it's okay to say no. And I think this is probably saying would be good for you as well, Em. Yep. I know you probably get quite overcommitted, and I do as well. And yep. you're always just saying yes, yes, yes to everything mm. and uh, and really just prioritizing things and, and just starting yep. to say no a bit more yeah. and uh, and focus on the things that really yep. matter to you. And I think that's a really good point. I like, I like point number four here because <laughs> the, <laughs> if you do say no to stuff, I think one of the fears that people have um, and, and they do end up overcommitting themselves is because they think if they say no to something that they're missing an opportunity mm. or, you know, it's going to be a lost income if it's, you yep. know, say a work-related thing. But you know what? There's lots more opportunities that come up. And remember, if you say yes to everything and try to take too much on, then you just spread yourself too thin and you do a real crappy job at what you're doing anyway. So you should be a coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's tip number four. Tip number five, and I'm actually going to try to get, get somebody on to talk about this, is uh, the importance of breathing. Really? Just chilling out and uh, just maybe taking a few minutes each day. Get yourself nice and straight up. Get your shoulders back and just focus on breathing and just calming down. And uh, so if, mm. if things are going bad at work, you know, yeah, something, something's really good on your nerves, instead of just... Uh, going off at somebody just say right just shut your mouth for a moment sit back relax take a few deep breaths and then carry on Mm. okay so i'm actually going to try and get um a yoga teacher one of my old yoga teachers on the show maybe to talk about this a little bit more and actually be a bit more specific in terms of some breathing Mm. exercises but it's something um that uh, that i I think you can probably get a lot out of and we'll try Mm. to delve into that a bit more later on that sounds good okay we've got another feature here i'm going to try and do some more music hold on hold on Website of the week. There we go. We're improving. We're improving. <laughs> now that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, this one, we didn't actually get sent in, but I actually happened to see it up on uh, triathletemag.com a little while ago. Uh, and I'm hoping we haven't already had it as a website of the week, but if we have, it's a good cause anyway, so what the hell, we'll, we'll talk about it again. Uh, and it's called tri, uh, com. And uh, let's see, what's the, the guy's the fella's name? The guy Chad uh, Nazaki, something like that. He set up a little uh, thing where you, you basically donate your running shoes to this cause, and they'll send them over to Africa or give them to refugees that have come over from Africa. So just things like your old trainers that you know will sit in the garage, and you'll end up using them for your gardening shoes, or you'll just have them to throw out. So they're basically going around collecting all uh, these shoes and uh, at different races, and then they're either packaging them up and, and chucking them over to Africa or yeah. they are um, giving them, to, like I said, to refugees. So I like to think that's a pretty good idea. You know, we do have a lot of junk that we um, that either just sits in our garage and we don't do anything yeah. with. So, uh, yes, yeah, so if you go to yeah. 
tryforafrica.com uh, and uh, the details are there and you can just get in touch with them if you've got any old runners and uh, got any old runners you can send over I there? I do actually and I'm thinking yeah. this is such a good thing because I'm a real big advocate of recycling and reusing exactly. things and I think this is just brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I've good. got my little compost going. Excellent. We've got quite a good Me little too. recycling thing going here in New Zealand but yeah. I'd like to see a bit more happening. Yeah, I think more can happen for sure. What's it like on the West Coast? Oh, it's terrible. I've actually got a carload of, uh, of paper that i got to take to the oh, tip yeah. to yeah, yeah. To recycle because they don't have paper recycling in Westport, mm. only newspapers. Mm. Mm. What about uh, your, your tins and your bottles? Yeah, you they, they take the tins and the and the bottles. Yep, um, the bottles they don't have curbside pickup for that. I have to actually take it to the recycling place, but I don't mind doing that at all. The big metropolis of granity doesn't have oh. doesn't have all those things. <laughs> yeah, we do have curbside though. Come on. We're not that okay. we're not that backwards. Good. Come on. <laughs> if anybody does want to go down the west coast of New Zealand, just Driving through Granity, look out for the Power Cookies car. That's right, pop in. Pop in, she might give you a, a quarter of a cookie or something if, you, if she's feeling in a generous mood. <laughs> oh, come on, you know I'm more generous than that. I give him a half a cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and so that's our website of the week, tryforafrica.com. And what do we got rolling up next? That's about all the features we've got for this week. Is so we're uh, we're going to go on oh. to, oh, we'll find, some, we'll find some music for your intro. We'll find some music for oh, your intro. Oh, excellent. We're on fire here. We are on fire. So the main feature today was really going to talk about getting him to give us some advice on nutritional tips. So a number of you guys have sent in some questions, and uh, and as we've said in the past, you know if you do want to get in touch with them for a consultation or you want to buy some cookies for New Zealand athletes, what's the website, Em? It's powercookies.com. And you've got some jerseys and things like that? I do. You can go on and check those mm. out. I've had a few people ordering. I'm quite oh, nice. excited. Yes, yeah. yes. So I'm getting getting my, my bike top and pants orders together and sending Pretty those cool. out here so shortly. You, you can be part of the power cookie team conglomerate yes. that's going to take over the world. The cult following. And uh, yeah, go to powercookies.com and yep. we'll talk about a few of them's coming up and coming things uh, towards mm. the end, but we're just going to get some nutritional advice now. Okay, so the first question came in from uh, Julian in Singapore. Hi, Julian. Hello, Julian. First time, uh, first time emailer, I think. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so for, he's got a couple of questions here for him. I love dairy products, uh, and they probably constitute far too much of my daily diet. Is this a bad thing, especially with regards to my training slash racing, and any do's and don'ts on the subject of dairy? Mm, interesting question, yes. Mm. Um, dairy products do have a lot of good things in them in terms of the calcium, and it does provide you with some natural sugars from the lactose, so it's it's fine. If you love dairy and, you want, and you're consuming a lot of it, that's okay, but what I would just like to caution you about is being careful not to have too much if it can, is causing any stomach upset, mm -hmm. and I would just say if you tolerate it, fine, and and, and you're doing okay with it, that's cool. Um, you can probably carry on with it, but also just make sure that you're not eating so much dairy that you're displacing your intake of other good foods like your fruits and veggies and grains exactly. because you want to have a balance and a variety of all the nutrients. And so it's a good thing, you know, just to sort of go back to the old food pyramid and and um, and just check in with you know the number of servings of each food group you should be having, and just make sure that it's not displacing your other food groups. Never have too many fruit and vegetables, can you? That's right. Mm. 
And he just said one other comment that's not related to nutrition. He said, Mully got excited recently with the prospect of an interview with Crowey. What happened to that? Is it still in the pipeline? Well, yes, Mully does get a bit excited and he jumped the gun. I hadn't got anything confirmed, but I've been oh. in contact with Craig and we'll get him on the show. Spilled the beans. Um, he spilled the beans. So at some stage we're going to get Crowey on the show, but he's moving around a lot racing, so it's just a matter of pinning him down sometime soon. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so the next question is was from uh, Muzzer Lapworth down, hey, here in down here in Christchurch. <laughs> uh, Murray's seen the reference to one gram of carbohydrate per kg of body weight per hour when you're racing Ironman and 300 or six, three to 600 uh, calories per hour, etc., etc., and so much sodium, magnesium, potassium, protein, blah, blah, blah. Um, but basically his question was back in the day um, when you had like Tinley Molina, Dave Scott and Mark Allen, they used to just use really basic things like fruitcake and figs and have no stomach problems. So his, uh, his question is what's a simple answer? Should you go for all the you know the gels and mm. the bars and everything you've got these days or should you go for, for regular food um, for breakfast and then, then sort of carry that on through the day? Yep. That's a really good question, Murray. Well <clears throat> and done, Murray. Yes, Murray. We're, we're very happy with your question. We <laughs> decided to, to answer it here on, on Iron Man Talk. Um, I think that it's a good idea to have a combination of both. You know, there there is some good, um, some really good products out there and good science behind sort of the more scientific products like the gels and the drinks and that and for example with the sports drinks if you mix them according to their directions you will be getting in um, enough of the sodium and, and the other electrolytes that you need the sodium is actually the most important one I wouldn't worry too much about the other ones and then, um, and then in terms of the food bars and, and different things like that, I've always been a real big proponent of using a combination of foods. And sometimes you might want like the power bars and things like that. Other times you might just want real food like fruitcake. Exactly. And that's kind of why I did them's power cookies because exactly. that's the difference. It's just at the end of the day, it's just sort of a natural food product. It goes down easy. It's well tolerated by the stomach. And and things like the fig bars and, and fruitcake and things like that that those other guys used to use back in the day, it would have totally met their requirements because mm. those are high carbohydrate foods um, made out of good ingredients that are easily tolerated. And so, of course, it would have worked totally fine for them. Exactly. You know, I know Steve Gurney here, who's won the Coast to Coast nine times. He, he of course, uses Lepin and other um, sports products, but he's a, he's a big fruitcake eater as yeah. well. So, yeah. And I'm much the same. I, I um, predominantly go for gels mostly during the day, but I certainly have bananas, they have power cookies, um, mm. and Mix bit of cre- creamed rice. Mixing so it up. A bit of variety. Yeah. Especially, I think, uh, on the bike. Obviously, when you're on the run, you're more or less forced to mostly be having gels, gels and, and fluids. And, and fluids. Yep. So I would say maybe on the bike, that's probably a better time to get in some of those real foods if you want exactly. to have the real foods yeah. and then use the gels and stuff on the bike. Because you do much mm. the same. You have a bit Absolutely. of a combination. Yep. I, I do potatoes, power cookies, gels, you name it. And, and, and what I'd like to say, too, to everyone, is you don't have to get too scientific about it. You know, as long as you're covering all your bases, you're getting in your carbs and, you know, you're eating a regular amount every hour and you're meeting your fluid requirements, you're going, at the end of the day, you're going to be meeting your needs. And, you know, of course, to fine-tune it and to get really exact about it, that's that's great. And, and I do encourage everyone to, to look more closely at it. But it's it's just a way, it's just another tool to help you to get to where you need to be with this. It's all about having lots of tools in your box and pulling different things out. Oh, well and, put. Yeah, and just go back and listen to that uh, interview 
interview we did with Scott a couple of weeks ago as well, just on a few more specifics in terms of Kona, because when you are in such an extreme environment like Kona, mm-hmm. then you do need to modify things a little bit, yeah. and sometimes taking in the solids is a little bit harder. But Murray, you've got to qualify for Kona first, so you can worry about that later. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Next question in um, came in from John from the Sterling Triathlon Club. Uh, <laughs> recently did Ironman Austria and then entered Ironman Switzerland. So we are a little bit late here, John, because uh, you sent that in back in July. Back in, back in July. Um, but he had a few stomach issues at Austria. Um, mm. you know, he was taking in basically around about a, a, a bottle, bottle of fluid an hour um, and three gels and one energy bar on the first mm. lap. And his fluid was primarily water or lightly diluted energy drink. Yeah, and yep. the temperature was 35 degrees plus on the bike, um, and he was he was sick. And then he sort of got over his sickness and came right in the later in the bike. Mm. Um, so Em and I are sort of looking at the, the, the requirements you're taking in here, and it, it looks doesn't look too bad, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think probably... Often it's not always looking directly at what you're eating. You also got to look at your intensity, and probably a good sixty to seventy percent of people go far, far too hard early mm. on in the bike. So yep. that will be the first thing to look at is your intensity yep. uh, in terms of how how quickly you're going, and perhaps look to yep. slowing down using your heart rate monitor yep. to ensure you go slow enough. And one thing I'd like to add to that, John, is just so so everyone's aware that when you do push up the intensity a bit, what can happen is it can actually shut down your gut function. Exactly. And so that's why he would have been feeling sick if exactly. it was an intensity issue. Exactly. Mm. Um, so what we'd, we'd perhaps suggest to you is um, trial your nutrition a bit more in training. Um, you know, in terms of how much you're taking in, there's no magical answer. It looks like you're taking in approximately the right amount. Mm-hmm. Um, looks good. But, but just try try it perhaps trying it in training several times put yourself under a bit of stress when you do that yep. if you not if you don't like the flavor of any of your gels or any of your bars just even remotely don't like it switch to a different product um, because if you don't like it in training it's going to be amplified probably five or six times um, race, higher when sure. you're in a race situation yep. and if you are in a race and you and you for whatever reason start to struggle with stomach issues one one thing that you can do is just to really um uh well, try to increase if you can the frequency of of what of how often you're taking stuff in, but just do really small amounts. Mm. And I know it's kind of hard with gels. Like once you open a gel, you need to take the whole thing at once. But but just be aware of of how much you're taking in at once. Like don't wolf down a whole bar at exactly. once. Like maybe just have part of it, and and then package up the rest and have have it later. Tip with the gels. Put them all into one drink bottle, and then you can just sip away. Put ah. some marks on your drink bottle. That's what I do. Yeah. I put about eighteen gels into one drink bottle put quarter marks on there and then you just know how much you've got to go through as you're going through the race and you don't have to mess around opening up your gels as you go through yeah that's a really good tip so we hope that uh well hopefully switzerland went well for you john and uh and you got over those stomach issues Mm. but now there's another one coming up you've got the insight yeah okay next question is from jim baskin uh, he's training up for Ironman Kentucky in Louisville. Kentucky. What was that? I don't know. We've got to do the... <laughs> when we go to Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Oh. Anyway, he's training up for Ironman uh, Kentucky this year and want to ask for some guidance on weekly nutrition in general. First question, he's got a couple of questions here. What is the targeted percentage of carbs, fat, and protein that I should be taking in? Okay, this is, I'll um, just jump in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it just goes back to um, 
the amounts of each macronutrient that you need to be having. Go back to the food pyramid, but in terms of the ex exact percentages, it's about 60 to 70 percent coming from carbohydrate, about 20, 25 percent from fat, and the rest from protein. And as long as you're following a balanced diet and you know sort of going along those food pyramid guidelines, you will get in what what you need to be having in those correct percentages. And just you know don't don't get into the fad diet thing. Don't try to like massively increase your protein or anything silly like that. Like just have a balanced sort of common sense diet to get in the correct percentages. No need for the Atkins diet around here. No way, man. No way. Get kicked off the team. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the second part of his question. Uh, would this change if he's doing more strength training, uh, running, or any in work heat. in the heat during a particular week? Would Recovery. you change your diet at all? Yeah. More pro would you advocate yeah. more protein if you're doing strength yeah. work? Or? Um, as endurance athletes, you, you should already be having a, a fairly high protein intake. And, and for, for Ironman athletes, I would generally just recommend between one and a half and two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. And then just have a look at the food labels and what you're eating if you want to sort of just do a, a check-in to make sure that you're getting close to that target. Now, if you increase your strength training or you're just increasing your training volume in general, yes, you are going to need to eat more food. Um, and I would just increase it, you know, gradually and sensibly according to sort of how much you're increasing and it's really important with recovery and we've talked about recovery before in terms of getting in that post um, that post training snack right away and and it's mainly a, a high carbohydrate snack and for example if you have a big tin of creamed rice you get about 80 grams of carb and then like 16 grams of protein which meets your carbohydrate and protein needs do they have creamed rice in north america they, I would think they would. What they do have is things like custard and, yeah. but chocolate milk. Like if you yeah. have a big thing of chocolate milk, it's yeah. it's got the extra sugar in it, which gives you the carb, and it's got the the protein from the milk protein. And so you know you don't have to eat any fancy foods or again get really that scientific about it. But as long as you're you know sort of following the guidelines that we've given in terms of your recovery, I think you should be fine. And his final part of his question was. Uh, as pros, do you guys really document everything you eat? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, we, we, we write every single thing we eat down. Yeah. No. Look, I mean, you can get um, different degrees of analness in terms of, uh, in terms of your food. Analness. <laughs> you can, you can w watch um, what it takes and you see yeah. sort of the extremes that Peter Reed takes it to and Gordo's very much the same. It take, really takes it to the absolute extreme. And yes, yeah. there are obviously benefits to that. Um, but really, in but general, but it's a pain. Like how annoying to yeah. write down every little thing you eat. And yeah. Like you're a machine. Just eat. Just get it in. Exactly. Like don't so, worry about. It. Kiss. Keep it simple, simple. Simon. Stephen. No, no. Your, your name doesn't begin with yeah, this anyway. Sorry. No, keep keep it simple, like him says. Just uh, everything in moderation, mm -hmm. um, and and you'll be sweet. So. Yeah. Thanks for that question, Jim. And our last question for today is from T Todd Johnson. Uh, and I can't even remember where Todd lives. It's somewhere oh, hot. I always remember hearing him complaining about the heat. Oh. Anyway, uh, Todd wants some questions. A uh, question is, what food should I eat to boost my immune system to help prote protect against sick, getting sick again? He's mm -hmm. been sick recently. Mm. Uh, also, are there any foods which should be avoided that can weaken the immune system? 
Oh, it's just reminded me of one other question I had for you. But okay, you, you, you we go. can answer that one yeah. after this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly there are foods out there that are, are probably better at boosting your immune system. And it comes down to your fruits and veggies that are a lot higher in the antioxidants, in particular things like, like blueberries are a fruit that's really high in antioxidants. Um, but your dark fruits, like your strawberries and kiwis, um, mm, are quite yeah. good. So always remember the darker, the greener, the better. For your vegetables, um, beans and broccoli and your cruciferous vegetables like your cabbage cruciferous cruciferous <laughs> vegetables well it's basically all the gas producing vegetables <laughs> <laughs> and so they they can help to um well they they have um positive benefits to help prevent cancer but they're also high in antioxidants which which are good for a healthy immune system i think um garlic is quite good as well, and, oh, well, gar well gotta gar be careful of yeah, the garlic yeah be careful of the garlic onions as well and i think well they've, they've actually got a natural antiseptic yeah. in them i believe mm -hmm. as well so they can help like with you know if you've got little infections and things like that love um, my garlic but it's not yeah. good if you're looking at going out oh, on a date. Oh, I know. My husband, he always gives me a hard time when yeah. I eat garlic. He's like, what's up with you Eastern European <laughs> people? You eat garlic and you... Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> but also, um, I think yogurt and um, the, the dairy products with the natural... Um, uh, bacteria that what is it this the bifidus but the acid the fullest just say it quickly yeah, and yeah, you would get away with it and then you sound good yeah so so those are certainly some foods um that you can eat that will help your immune system and i go back to it again these are all just the those sort of healthy foods that we always recommend that you eat anyway on a daily basis an apple a day keeps a doctor away that's right but no i, st I start every day with a big glass of kick-ass Orange juice, yeah. fresh stuff, not that processed oh, crap. So Beautiful nice. fresh orange juice. Yep, and you know, and, to, and so that should help with your immune system. You can certainly take a, a multivitamin with some antioxidant in it as well. I do caution you though: don't go overboard on the antioxidant supplements because it can actually suppress your body's own natural production mm. of, of antioxidant. Yeah. So don't go crazy with the um, with the vitamin C and, and vitamin E, thinking you're doing a good thing. Um, you know, a little bit is okay, but but don't overdose them. Definitely don't do that and um and in terms of getting sick a big thing with athletes particularly endurance athletes um when they're if they're getting broken down or finding that they, they're falling ill all the time i would um you know of course always look at the quality of the diet and getting in the fruits and veggies but also look at your nutrition surrounding your workouts are you getting in that good pre-training snack are you fueling yourself appropriately during your training mm -hmm. and are you getting in that post-recovery snack and that's the most important yeah. thing to prevent illness and particularly after races like yeah. you know people do Ironmans and they finish and they're excited and they forget to eat and drink and then they get sick, sick the next week and they're yeah. like why am I sick it's yeah. like well you didn't eat. <laughs> didn't follow M's instructions. That's right. And my que question that I think I emailed you, so hopefully you've thought about it, is alcohol consumption post-training. Oh, post yes. yes. What sort of happens when you're taking in alcohol? You know, And mm -hmm. I'm talking, you know, say, within one to three hours of yeah. training uh, after maybe doing yeah. a longer session. So nice to have a beer. You come in, it's hot, you're like, yeah, beer. <laughs> what's, what's, sort of what's sort of going on? Um, and I've got well, an angle here I'm coming in on. Okay, so you is that the lead in? Yeah. You're setting me up? Um, well, what happens is when you consume alcohol, your body looks at it as a toxic thing that you've just introduced. And because it's a toxin, it's a poison, it's a drug, your liver has to prioritize the metabolism of the alcohol before it can go through 
any metabolism of your nutrition that you've that you've had. So, so let's say you you've eaten food, or let's say you've not eaten food and you've just gone straight for the alcohol. You're you're significantly compromising um, uh, how well you're going to recover just simply because you're not getting that carbohydrate back or that um, sugar back into your muscles to replace the glycogen. That's just going to be delayed until the alcohol is metabolized. Okay. So if you were to put just a, a very rough time frame, you know, if, if you were to come back from training and you're going to have some good foods, you're going to follow your instructions, have good foods, would a, a couple of hours time later mm-hmm. be be okay? And once you've sort of absorbed the, yeah. the foods you're taking in, yeah, I think as long as you've taken advantage of that that window of opportunity right away after yep. training. But you also, you, it's not just that first thirty minute post training snack that you need to have, especially if you've done a really big workout and you're very depleted. You actually have to back up that initial post training snack with another snack an hour later and then another snack an hour later exactly. or with a with a nice big sort of carbohydrate pasta feed if you will um so once you've gotten in you know the most important part is that first is that first snack and then once you've gotten that in then sure maybe if you've you know planning something and you want to have a drink or two yeah. it's it's okay but definitely get the good nutrition and hyd- and, and the hydration in before um, before you start boozing. So if my Polish boys are listening to this podcast, oh. there's going to be some limits on alcohol intake during next year's camp. <gasps> oh, the- my Polish compatriots. <laughs> First, as soon as I turn up in Poland, I arrive in this place called Augusto, and the guys are loading the stuff in the van, and the guy comes beer. out with this huge big case of, case of beer, and I'm like, bloody hell, what have I got myself in for? So Jacek, if you're listening, it's going to be one beer a day minimum, a maximum. Maximum. I got them down from I think five beers a day to two beers a day. Yeah. So we were cutting it down again. Yeah, next year. that's a lot of beer. And remember, the alcohol sort of like the the general alcohol recommendations is less than three or less drinks per day for a man and less than Hear two that? drinks per day for a woman. So that's that's maximum. So no more than two for women, no more than three L- for men. Listen up. Listen, you Polish boys. Yeah. Anyway, that's about all the questions we had. Um, so there was one result there that I've just realized I forgot to talk about, which I did want to bring up. Um, Ronaldo Colucci won Ooh. the Alpe d'Huez Triathlon. It's part of a little series we talked about earlier in the year um, that's been going on the last week and a half. So just thought I'd give that a mention. It sounded like a pretty exciting race. Uh, Colucci came off the bike with Gilles Rabul, uh after going over flipping three passes and riding up Alpe d'Huez. <laughs> wow. Have you ever been up Alpe d'Huez? I know you've been, around, have, been up Alpe d'Huez. I have been up Alpe d'Huez. It's awesome. Oh, man. It's, it's uh, a big climb. So this, this guy's pretty impressive, Colucci. He's racing on the World Cup. He's also um, finished in top handful at Ironman Brazil so he's showing he's one of the few athletes that, that is pretty versatile over the different distances mm. um, and so it was about a half uh, it was a 1.3 mile swim 71 mile bike and a 13 mile run Colucci won in 5.59 uh, Gilles Rabul was 49 seconds behind good old Stephen Bayliss was uh, 4 minutes back there in 6.03 Luke Dragster Dragster Canadian was, <laughs> <laughs> 6.12 and Marcus Ornelius <clears throat> was uh, 6.22 then on the girls' side of things, it was a bit of a walkover with uh, Chrissy uh, Wellington. Wellington from Great Britain. She smashed him. 6.43. Jongster in 7.12 was second, and Audrey Claw was third in 7.13. 
So it looks like Brett Sutton's training group were there because uh, I know Kalucci, Bayless and Dragster are all with him. But that sounds like one cool race and it's something I'd like to go and do yeah. one day riding up Alto Where would they do the run? Uh, at the top, once you get up to oh. you get up there. So I think you run around sort of the township and trails and stuff like that. Oh, but, how cool. Man, that looks like one bitch and ride. Three passes there. Totally, man. Very, very challenging. Ass if you, kicking. If you do get a chance to get over to Europe, you know, some of those rides are pretty impressive. Obviously, we just have the, mm. the tour, de, tour de farce. Yeah, man. But, what um, a farce. A bit of a debacle. But if any of you guys are looking to go to the Pyrenees, um, do check out PyreneesMultisport.com. Ian, uh, we had an interview with him early on once we started Ironman Talk. It's got a good little set up there and uh, based right in the heart of the Pyrenees and you can do some uh, some great little camps over there. So that's just about a wrap for this week. The show is a bit shorter, um, but obviously we need to mention the people that are very special to, with regards to the show and those are the guys that support us and keep things afloat. Mm. Uh, the guys at Athlinks got a bit of a message. Um, you know, Probably the big thing I like about Athlinks is, uh, yes, you've got the community aspect, yes, you've got the rivals things going on there, but the main thing that I really like about it is you can it's a place where you can store all your results um, from all different sorts of races, so you don't need to worry about going off to separate websites to find out where your splits were last year. Mm. You can store them store them all in one place. So we'll have to get you signed up yeah, for Athlinks, M, and we can get great. a few uh, few multi-sport races yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they just want to make a bit of an announcement. We're now at a 24 to 48 hour return time on all athlete request events. So obviously they can't keep on top of every single event in the world. So if you've done an event and you want it added to your results, send, go onto the site. Um, there's a button there which you can click on and say add my event to the, to the, to the results. They'll get onto that within a couple of days. They'll get it up there. Then you just need to go back in there and claim your results, and then you can set it all up there. So we do encourage that. We know the site's really strong for the North American races, and it's really trying very, very hard to expand, obviously, into the European races, and then we'll obviously have a big kick uh, in the Southern Hemisphere when we come around to summer. But uh, if you haven't already done so, we're going to kick your asses if you don't go on and sign up at athlinks.com doesn't take long and uh, and I do firmly believe that you'll actually uh, enjoy the experience and find it quite valuable uh, and obviously we had our Rom- Romeo and Juliet story last week we actually had two of our listeners met on Athlinks <gasps> and now oh, they've kind of got a long distance relationship so going cute. so uh, we're the sponsors it's all, it's all happening we share, we share things around sharing the love sharing the love <laughs> and uh, obviously again uh, long time supporter coffees of Hawaii. Yummy. Em's just polished oh, off hers. Yeah. She's trying to get the dregs out of the bottom <laughs> of the cup. Like, mm. So we can vouch for the product. So good quality good. stuff. Nice. And for those of you who listened last week, uh, we made that announcement that now that it's much much cheaper for for shipping. Um, earlier on, you know, that was a bit of a barrier for some people buying the coffee. We know the coffee's really well priced, but when you went through to the checkout. The shipping was a little bit over um, what some people would have expected, so they negotiated a much better deal. So, if you're going to get, a, uh, you know, for example, you want to get three eight-ounce bags, uh, it's only seven dollars fifty for US, thirteen dollars to New Zealand, and thirteen dollars sixty to Great Britain and France. So, especially given the US dollar is so pathetically weak at the moment, it really is a good good value, and you're supporting the guys that support the show and keep it rolling, and uh, it's a good quality product. So, coffeesofhawaii.com, get on there, check it out. If you haven't signed up for the uh, the card, get on there and just get on the mailing list and then you'll be informed of any special. So then you can take advantage of special prices and also the special shipping. Gotta have the coffee. Gotta have the coffee. How many coffees did you have a day? 
Only one or two, actually. Only one or two. This mm. was my second one. Second one. Mm. Okay. No. Oh, sorry. Third one. Three. Today it was it was a Saturday, so I had two coffees. This Albert, morning. we need some coffee for him. <laughs> we need to get her stocked up. I need to get some for sure. And finally, last but not least, if you are stupid enough not to have gone on to trybuys.com, M, you can get on there as well. See, we're giving you the benefits here. I you know. go on to trybuys.com. Let's let's go on there now. What do we? What can we get at trybuys? Trybuys.com. Can I get a funky little suit and I'll do coast to coast in it? Like a well, little... <laughs> you could do it. We're gonna go on there now, and M is gonna some go. Scanty little number. Let's turn the volume up here. Okay. All right. Let's just wait for this. We've got to let the little. Uh, Little thing load up. Come on, computer, my internet connection's here a little bit slow. Here we go. Coming. Let's, let's turn this up. We're going to pump it up. Boom. Oh. Can you hear that? Bouncing in the background. So the, the site is coming live very shortly. Uh, they're in the process of almost there. And you just need to go on there once you've watched the little intro there. Uh, there's a little sign up page. You join the mailing list and you go in the draw to win a set of Blackwell wheels. So oh. Emily Mask is about to go in the draw and uh, you might, they might end up shipping those wheels all the way to New Zealand. Oh, I'd be so stoked. So trybuys.com and you can get all your, uh, your Triathlete, triathlon um, products Paraphernalia. Shortly. Exactly. Paraphernalia. So that's it. That's Jim, excellent. Tell us about you. You've got a little bit of news yeah. in terms of your, your, your products coming out for all us Kiwis. Yes, yes. Um, well, I'm actually working on trying to get the shipping overseas. I've been stockpiling people's emails who've been asking me about, oh, can you ship to the States? Can you ship to Europe? I'm working on it, I promise. I actually have a meeting with the courier guy nice. on Monday, so hopefully that will be coming soon. But um, but here in New Zealand, more more um, sort of urgently, I guess, I've got some new products coming out. I'm really excited. Um, one is called the Peanut butter chocolate bomb. Bomb! It's the bomb! <laughs> it's so good and it's um, it's just sort of a um, it's like a, sp a sports cookie I'm calling it, you know, a, an energy cookie and it's just got a real nice balance of carbohydrates, protein and fat and so it's a really good cookie that's going to be quite nice um, to give you some substance and the other one is nature's candy fruit and oat which is just dried fruit and oats and they both nice. have oats and honey and they're just, they're made out of real natural products and they're going to hold up well, they're going to be um, um, a lot better, I think, to take um, training while you're on yep. the road because they're a little bit more robust. And they're going to be 80 gram products. So they're a little bit bigger than my normal cookie. And I'm actually bit increasing the size. A bit more cookie for the munching. But, <laughs> um, but having said that, it's actually a lot better value because a lot of other sports bars on the market, you, you know, here in New Zealand, we're paying like four or five bucks retail. Oh for you know these energy bars which i think is just prohibitive but mine are going to be set at three dollars retail each nice. which is a lot more affordable and you get more bang for your buck because you're getting more cookie exactly you're getting more bar so those will be coming out in september and i'm also changing my packaging i've got some funky packaging coming <laughs> i'm so excited i've been working on this for the last few months and cool. it's finally going to be coming out here in the next few weeks and i'm just really excited so um and then you, your standard cookie will keep rolling? Yep, the standard cookie is going to keep rolling. I'm putting the size of that up as well to 80 grams too. And that will also be packed into a foil little funky wrap. And I've got these cool little boxes that I'm packing the cookies in. So they'll come cool. in 12 packs. Good. And in the box, in the bottom of the box, I'm so proud of myself. Oh, I've been, don't I've spoil a, the prize. Is it going to oh, be a surprise or well, not? Well, it, it's... It's just an awareness thing. Okay. It's about recycling because I really, nice. I hate throwing stuff away and I hate to see all the waste. And so in the bottom of my cookie box, I've got a big recycle sign. And then I give you tips on how you can recycle or nice. reuse your little cookie box. And one thing, you know, you mentioned your composting. Yep. 
when you're doing compost heaps, you've got to create a carbon layer that you mix with like your kitchen scrap yep. layer. And the carbon layer you can use like paper or cardboard and rip yep. it up and create that as part of your compost heap. So you can use things like your your boxes. Your power cookie box. Power cookie box can go into part of your power cookie nice. compost, compost heap. So anyway, wouldn't it be cool if you compost started growing power cookies? Out oh of my gosh! Well, it wouldn't be good for you actually because you'd be out of business. <laughs> but if I had the rights to it, then yeah, yeah exactly. I could somehow <laughs> franchise capitalize it. on that. Oh gosh! Cool. Yeah, so that's what's happening. And if you go to powercookies.com, I'll, I'll have updates on there um, with uh, br- product briefs, which will give you descriptions and uh, images of what the new products are. So going if you to be want like. to know where the products you can pick them up, you go to <clears throat> powercookies.com. You have yep. a list of retailers, or you can order direct from the site. Yep. And I'm working on getting the PayPal integrated with my nice. website, but my web guide having some trouble with that but hopefully we'll get that up and going soon so what's happening in power cookie land it's all happening that's so right that's about it for this week next week uh, i'm pretty sure bevan's back next week so fingers crossed this show has come out nice and uh, crystal clear and oh, smooth to you guys you're a true expert john i have to say i'm so impressed well, with we'll your, see we'll with see what technical. bevan has to say about that <laughs> but uh no we've uh, in terms of what we've got on this week uh, I don't think I've got too much on this week. It's a bit cloudy. We, Em and I are going out partying tonight. Yeah, man. We're going to live it up large. Yep. And uh, Saturday night down here in New Zealand, you see. So, it's rocking, uh, rocking, rocking. I can't get too hammered, though, because I've got a kayak grease in the morning. <laughs> Carbo loading. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, I haven't got anything exciting happening this week, I don't think. Nothing. Bit of Italian. I missed my Italian class this week. Started back into Italian. You're taking Italian. Oh yeah, I'm off to Italy next year, so uh, I'm gonna get the old Bongiorno's, uh, Arabadici's, uh, uh, Mi- Mikiama John. Yeah, uh, what does that mean? My name is John. Oh, <laughs> I'm going places. <laughs> Mikiama. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And Bevan will be back from his uh, gallivanting. I had, I have to admit, we were driving along today, and Belinda said, "There goes Bevan. He was up on a flipping big billboard." No. Doing his bloody modeling. Oh, anyway. gosh. I have to say, sorry, when I was no, at the Christchurch at the Christchurch Marathon, I was sponsoring the Christchurch Marathon, and, and I was there with the, um, you know how when you go to a race and they have the expo space and all the trade people have their, their little booths um, set up? Well, well, Bevan's, Bevan's gym that he, that he mm. works at had their little things set up, and they had these annoying TV screens with this aerobics music pumping and these, you know... Um, uh, videos of these aerobics instructors bouncing around and they had it going all day during the expo <laughs> and I was set up directly across from it so there I am sitting there staring at Bevan jumping around on the oh. cracking up <laughs> he had like his little wristbands and, and his, his little arm mullet. movements and uh. his little mullet and his little head the, the, the thing that does it is the headset that they have to wear <laughs> the, the little mic oh it was so funny uh, he's not I've here got, I've, got so. stop, I've got to stop bagging him because then when I'm away he's going to start bagging me so. <laughs> but what well, will he bag can, you about I don't know but we, we can hear the baby crying in the background <gasps> oh. so we're going we're gonna to do the ending Bevan okay. and I managed to stuff it up I do one line, then you do one line, I do one line, you do one line, and then we say the last line together. Okay. Okay, so iron rusts. Iron men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.